Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. Know your why. Know why you're doing it. Period. That, that, that's the beginning and the end for me. I'm doing this because I'm good at this. This is my lane. I know this. I don't do the things I've turned down plenty of opportunities that either I'm not interested in or that I'm not good at. At this point of my career, I'm not trying to start over and learn a whole new thing. I'm doing what I'm good at and what I'm interested in. And, and that's why I do this. We all have different gifts and talents. And so I'm leaning in to mine. I do a lot of different things, not just presentation coaching, but they're all connected. They're all media related. And so I know my why. You're listening to Honey and Hustle, a video podcast that inspires the dreamers, creators, and hustlers to make a business from their passions. I'm Angela Hollowell, and I'm a visual storyteller based in Durham, North Carolina. I sit down with creative entrepreneurs, nonprofit founders, and small business owners as they share their stories, the lessons they've learned throughout their careers, and how they've worked to make a positive impact. To everyone joining us today, my name is Angela Hollowell. I am the host of the Honey and Hustle video podcast. And today I am joined by Valonda Calloway, who is an incredible talent and has an incredible career that she's going to share with us today across news, TV, media, and so much more. Valonda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. Absolutely. So as most things would start, I think we're going to start with the youth. You know, the youth are our future and they have so much talent and energy to bring to the media space right now. Because as you can see, it's exploding like never before. And you are an adjunct professor at North Carolina State University. Talk to me a little bit about why you're starting, you know, teaching people, I would say youth, obviously these are young adults, about why it's important to develop a habit and a familiarity with sharing their story, developing their story, and being able to present themselves professionally. I teach in the MBA program at North Carolina State, and the course is called Business Communications. It's important because we know that no matter what you are doing, you're going to have to communicate a message. Whether you are in sales, you're giving a keynote presentation, you are in the classroom, Almost any profession I can think of where you have to deal with people, you have to present a message effectively. Otherwise, what's the point? And so it's about so much more than the words that come out of your mouth. It's about how you say it. And we learn as little kids not to judge a book by its cover, right? That's what our parents tell us. But that's exactly what we do yeah. <laughs> because it is natural. It is natural to judge a book by its cover. When a plate of food comes out, if it doesn't look good, are we going to eat it? Probably not. We might eat it slowly. 
But if it looks good, we're going to dig in. And the same thing applies to when you're dealing with people. If someone presents well, they look good, you are interested. Same thing goes with dating. If the girl looks good, if the guy looks good, you want to talk with them. Now, you may decide you don't want to talk to them anymore after they start talking. But initially, that first thing is what you see, the aesthetics. And so in business communications, we're talking about body language. We're talking about vocal delivery. And we're talking about the actual words that come out of your mouth. It's all those things you need to be successful in business, to communicate a message with clarity, how to be concise and not take all day to explain something you could say in two minutes. Yeah, I appreciate you breaking that down. For people who are watching and viewing, you may be familiar with our episode with Kenya Thompson, who is another incredible person working in media and public speaking here in North Carolina. She doesn't specifically focus on business communications, but of course her work translates to that. And one of the things we talked about in our conversation was really how public speaking starts with one-on-one conversations. So I want to jump to the opposite end of the spectrum and let's talk about presenting in front of bigger audiences, right? When you're getting on TV, when you're doing any kind of digital media, especially in today's age, the reach of those platforms is just incredible, right? Well beyond, you know, one or two people. So how can we really effectively be mentally prepared and not just mentally prepared, but actually prepared? to present ourselves in front of large groups of people as business owners? You have to have your head in the right mind space. And this often makes people chuckle when I present this, but I'm going to do it and it's okay if you chuckle. But have you ever seen Wonder Woman or Superman do the power pose with their hands on their hips? That's not there for nothing there's a purpose behind it. It helps to boost testosterone. And testosterone is something that is connected with power and dominance. I encourage people to stand in the mirror, in the power pose and give themselves a pep talk before they go and present. Don't simply go and present. You have to get your mind right and you have to feel confident because if you walk on the stage or you click join and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do this. Why did they make me do this? Why did I sign up for this? I don't look good today. My hair is a mess. Oh, I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. If you have all that going on, it's going to come through. What you're feeling on the inside is going to show on the outside, unless you're a good actor. (laughs) And so... (laughs) A lot of people are not good actors and aren't able to separate what's going on inside from the outside. And so I think the first step is to make sure your mind is in the right place. Whatever that means for you, power pose works for me. Maybe it's something else for you, but do whatever that thing is so that you are in a good headspace. And then prepare. You don't want to waste anybody's time. You want to give them what they want. You wanted to talk with me about communications, making presentations. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about. I'm not going to talk to you about the landscaper who's knocking nails next door. I'm not going to talk to you about where else is going on in my life unless that's what you're interested in. We're here to talk about presentation. 
And so make sure you are prepared and that you have your message ready to go so that you don't waste people's time. We all have things to do. So yeah. prepare and get to the point. And that is a very good point. So one thing that you asked me and other guests have asked me, you know, when I asked them to come on the show, they're like, you know, what questions are you going to ask me? What do I need to have prepared to say? Right. And one of the fundamental stories that every business owner needs to know how to communicate. If you don't know how to communicate anything else, why you started this business, why it's important and why I should care. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do how you package that, how you deliver that, and be prepared for whatever reaction that comes from that really is probably the toughest skill that every business owner needs to know from the jump, right? And I think a lot of why that can be so scary is because sometimes maybe, one, people aren't as passionate about their business as maybe they thought they were, so they can't speak from a place of true delivery, right? And then two, you know, they're just so nervous about what people are going to say in response, or how people are going to react. Because again, half the time people may not even say anything. It may just be like their face and they may just be thrown off by the person's reaction yeah. to that. So for you, someone who's been in front of you know, TV and news media and you've had to have those kind of interactions, what are some things that you would say to help people not only get in the game, obviously like we've already talked about, but to stay in the game once they start to see people's reactions to them? Know your why. Know why you're doing it period. That's the beginning and the end for me. I'm doing this because I'm good at this. This is my lane. I know this. I don't do the things. I've turned down plenty of opportunities that either I'm not interested in or that I'm not good at. At this point of my career, I'm not trying to start over and learn a whole new thing. I'm doing what I'm good at and what I'm interested in. And that's why I do this. We all have different gifts and talents. And so I'm leaning in to mine. I do a lot of different things, not just presentation coaching, but they're all connected. They're all media related. And so I know my why. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that. Obviously, like, yes, we are talking about presentations because I do want to focus on getting people comfortable with the idea of being in front of larger audiences. I think that's so important for entrepreneurs, especially, especially when they're trying to just like build the foundation of their business. You got to get in front of a lot of people, you know, right? Just try to like find your target audience. But when you talk about, you know, media and specifically media training, you also have some experience in that as well. And I believe you have an online course and book that talk about, you know, the importance of, you know, basically you dissolving media training that can be distilled in different ways. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, like when you've coached executives and people who present often about, you know, how to present themselves for media, TV, news, keynotes, whatever that may be. And then why you decided to say, okay, yeah, I can continue doing media training, one-on-one training, or I can build this other asset that people can learn at their own pace. I love being able to help people shine through because again, before people are going to listen to your message, they're going to notice some other things, how you present just visually and what you sound like. And so I help people understand how to connect all those things. And it's really rewarding to see people get it, to see that light bulb go off. And so I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. 
and I work with people in person. For example, this week I did coaching for the town of Apex. I had the police chief, the city manager, all these really important people in the town in this media training. And so it's really rewarding to help them do that. But I'm one person. I can't be everywhere, which is why I created a course. And the online course is called Polish Your Presentation Skills. And I'll make sure you have a link. And in that course, you can take it module by module at your own pace. It's all the things I've learned about media training and presentation training packaged into a course that you can take whenever you want to anywhere in the world. And I think the best part about it is at the end, you deliver a presentation, send it to me, and I'll give feedback. I like that. I like that that actual experiential component, right? Because it's one thing to learn. It's another thing to do, right? If I'm sitting here talking to you, yes, I'm learning. But then if I have to go off and make a video by myself or prepare a keynote by myself, that's two completely different things, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... As we talk about, you know, how people learn and how people experience and how people grow, what are some steps that you would recommend people take right now if they were going to say, okay, I got invited to be on a podcast, but I've never had to tell my story before. How can I create a framework for telling my story effectively and consistently, most importantly, consistently? Take some time and write it down and rehearse it. Most stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end. The end, of course, will change as long as we're still working, but start crafting it and tell the story that way in three parts, the beginning, the middle, and the end. Think about growing up, college, whatever the beginning is for you, what led you to want to be where you are telling this story. Talk about the middle, the work, the how you got there, the things that you're working on, and the end, which of course you will rewrite the end a few times because you're still at it. And keep working on that story, keep crafting it, building it until it feels right. And then practice it, record yourself practicing it. You can't simply type it out or write it down. You have to practice how you're going to deliver it. And you need to see yourself and that can be uncomfortable for a lot of people, but Nearly everyone has a cell phone or a laptop. Use that camera and see yourself because the things that make you cringe, perhaps you can adjust. Once you see that, make some adjustments. We all have things about us that make us cringe. It's different for all of us. Mm -hmm. I would say when I first started doing the podcast and doing YouTube videos and just really any speaking in general, one thing that really kind of threw me off was my voice, right? Like hearing your voice is something that you're not really used to, or at least I'm not used to. I don't go around listening to myself <laughs> talk. So, so it was really weird. Like that was the first thing that threw me off, ironically. I thought it was going to be the way that I looked, but no, it was like, oh, why do I sound like that? <laughs> like, Thank you so much for watching and listening to the show. Whether you're a day one fan or day 100 fan, I'm so glad that you found Honey and Hustle and have decided to stick along for the ride. As a thank you, I wanted to give you a little gift that this show has so graciously given me. The ability to continue to connect with thought leaders, industry leaders, business owners, and other entrepreneurs, no matter where I am. 
Link offers a digital business card that is a natural extension of my website and social media platforms that allows me to easily send people to strategic landing pages so they can learn a little bit more about me, the resources I offer, and how we can continue to stay connected. When you click the link below in the description, you'll get 15% off any of their wearables, phone taps, and hopefully the last physical business card you'll ever need. Thank you so much again for supporting the show and our show sponsor, Link. And I think sometimes too, like not only like hearing your voice, but recognizing the power of your voice Mm -hmm. is something that can throw people off and something that we shy away from. I think we underestimate how powerful using our voice can be because when I'm talking to you, you're not thinking about why does her voice sound like that, right? You're thinking about what is she saying and why is it important to me? And why is it relevant to this conversation? And so for people who are, one, not even just understanding the power of story, but still trying to get over the hurdle of why is my voice relevant enough to be used in this way and to be entered into this space, whatever that space may be, whether that's putting themselves out there on social media, whether that's going on a podcast, whether that's going on, you know, a local TV station, you know, how do you talk through people, their perhaps insecurities, but also just hesitations and reservations around using their voice specifically. You have to start. If you are not used to listening to yourself, record yourself, get used to it. You have to get started. And if there are things you don't like about it, then you can make the adjustments. You can work on it. If you don't like how you sound, then perhaps you connect with a voice coach. If you have whatever it is, In order to be able to adjust or fix it, you have to know what it is. Yeah. And I think I was referring to not just the sound of your voice, but like, why am I as a person? Why is it important for me to share like my story? You know, why can't I just write it? You know, why can't I just write blogs? Why can't I just hide behind you know, my business or my work, you know, why is that not good enough? Why can't I just let the work speak for itself? Well, that depends on how successful you want to be. If you want to be wildly successful, you need to use your voice. If you're okay being mediocre successful, then okay, hide behind those words. But video is where the world is going. This is where we're going. Most companies are moving in this direction. They realized during the height of COVID that we can work effectively from all over the world. We don't have to come into the office. In many cases, not across the board, but in many cases that can happen. And so video, video conferences, that's where we are. I don't think we're going back to where we were pre-COVID. I think video is it's now. It's not the future. It's it's now. And so if you want to be wildly successful, it's important to get good at this. Yeah, I think that's well said. And something that we try maybe not to think about, you know, what was life like before the pandemic? And it's like, well, we can't dwell there. You know, we can't dwell on, you know, what was. We have to, in some ways, try to embrace this new now, this new future, this new present and see, okay, well, how can I fit into this space in a way that feels natural to me? And I think even for me as a video creator, I'd never, I didn't want to invest in 
a setup, right? I was like, oh, we're going to get back to being in person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll just record in person. I don't need to invest in all this type of stuff. I don't really care how the, you know, the, my sound on a virtual call, you know, but now I'm like, okay, it's three years later, either you can get with the game or you can still look like you use Zoom on every call and Absolutely. show up, you know, looking terrible, sounding terrible, you know, filming in your bedroom, you know, like, and technically I'm in a bedroom, but it's my spare bedroom. It's my office bedroom, you know? And so, you know, it even took, and I say that for people who maybe haven't based, embraced video or being on camera, but don't want to invest in, in what it takes to show up properly in every sense. Right. So for you, I know you've, you know, talked about, you know, how you can work on your speech and your delivery, but let's talk a little bit about how you can show up professionally on video and not just with investments in gear, but also like how you look, where you record, all those types of things. You need to show up in a professional way if you're talking about professional things. Again, it's up to you. Do you want to be wildly successful or are you okay playing small? If you want to be wildly successful, you need to do the things that wildly successful people do. It may require a change of how you present yourself. And for me, that meant when, I, when the pandemic first started in 2020, in March, when everything shut down, March 2020, I had a new computer. I thought it was okay. I just bought it in March. So 2020 computer, I thought I'm in good shape. And then I realized the camera in this laptop is not great. It's a little grainy. So guess what I did? I bought an HD 1080p camera that I could plug in. So I had to invest in some gear. Although I had a new computer, it didn't have the best camera. And then I realized, yeah, this ring light's good, but it's not great. So I bought more lights. My husband bought more lights. We had a complete studio in this house. <laughs> We've got multiple cameras. We've got multiple lights. We've got multiple microphones. I'm wearing a microphone. I have a microphone like you're using. I've got another microphone. I bought new lights for my kitchen. That light back there, even though it's not on, it looks better than the light that used to be there. We have done some things to get our house prepared because he and I are both on video conference all the time. And I'm in the kitchen because he's in the office because we needed multiple spaces to do this. And so we have invested and we didn't spend a ton of money. We bought things on Amazon. We bought things at Best Buy. We bought things on sale. We bought things on eBay. So you don't have to spend your entire retirement to do this. But it was important for us because we know that this is how we're going to be communicating. And we want to show up properly. I felt like I needed to invest in things for myself. Whether that's makeup, whether that's new glasses, whether that's clothing, all those things were important for me because I want to be wildly successful. And I know that all those things matter. Yeah, I think too, like when people think about, okay, well, you know, I'm on these virtual calls, I need to spend all this money and all this time 
And really, you don't have to. That was also my hesitation. I was like, oh, man, I already got all this camera gear. Now I got to spend money on a virtual setup. Good grief. I'm, you know, be swimming in this stuff by the time I'm done, you know. <laughs> but but it, it wasn't even that big of an investment, but it makes a huge difference. It does. And I think what we're trying to point out here for people watching and listening is that small changes make big impacts. It's, it's about the attention to detail that really shines through at the end of the day. You know, does it look like you care yes. that you're showing up in this? And place? that means different things for different people. But remember, I talked about confidence, you know, Wonder Woman and doing whatever it takes to feel good about yourself. Because my face is all over the place all the time, this is an investment for me. I make sure I get regular facials. I make sure that I stepped up my game with my skincare products. Now, for some people, they may think, Ugh, vanity. No, it matters. Those were things that were important for me. And so those are changes that I've made over the course of the past three years in the pandemic when I'm you know, I worked in TV anyway, but I'm on camera even more now. And so I've had to make investments in many areas because that's important to me. Yeah. Let's talk about, that's probably, you know, the thing that nobody wants to talk about, which is gaffes on TV. Yes. Or when you're oh, recording. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like when you mess up or you make a mistake. Okay. Definitely not gaffes. <laughs> Yeah. See, nobody wants to talk. See, it already just like goes awry so quickly, you know? But that but that's it. See, yeah, I am at a point where I can laugh at it, but maybe at some point previously when I first started, I'd be like red in the face. I'd be, you know, so embarrassed <laughs> that I miscommunicated something. <laughs> Right. And I think that is a real concern for a lot of people. You know, they don't want to make a mistake. They don't, you know, want to do something. Oh, this is going to live on the Internet forever. You know, people get so self-conscious about how they show up and the things they say. And, they, and a lot of it is they don't want to say the wrong thing, yeah. but it's it's so likely that it's going to happen. You know, what are some of the tips that you have for people who, you know, that is a fear for them and they're trying to overcome that? It happens. We're human. We're going to make mistakes and it's okay. Stop trying to be perfect. Practice makes better. Do practice, but perfection shouldn't be the goal. It's going to happen, but do the things that you know will set you up for success. If you know that you have trouble getting up in the morning, don't schedule an eight o'clock video conference. If you know that you work better in the afternoon, then do it in the afternoon. Set yourself up for success. I'm talking a lot, so I have water here. If I didn't have water here, my throat would get dry. You'd constantly hear me clearing my throat. And when I watched it back, I'd go, oh, why didn't I have some water close by? Set yourself up for success. I know first thing in the morning is not the best time for me. I only work at eight o'clock if I have to. But if I have a choice, I will start meetings at 11 and later. Because that's what works for me. So set yourself up for success. Set yourself up in a way that is going to work for you, not against you. 
it's okay to have some boundaries and to say, no, I'm not available in the morning or whatever that means for you. Yeah, I like that. And shout out to all the people that are also not morning people because I'm also one. <laughs> Please don't ask me to be anywhere at 8 a.m. virtually. It will not happen. Yeah, yeah. Only do it if I have to. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not a fan. But and with that being said, you know, when we're thinking about setting ourselves up for success, which is what this essentially is all about, right? You know, speaking is preparation. Preparation is practice and knowing just what works best for you time and time again and thinking about, okay, how can I get 1% better every time, right? Mm -hmm. That that all goes back to setting yourself up for success. When you started to think about, you know, your career and how you could pass on what you've learned to people, and to set them up for success, if you will, you know, what were some of the things that made you transition from just being in media and working in media, but now thinking about how you can teach that in media too? Because I think for entrepreneurs, when we're thinking about diversifying streams of income, one of those is teaching, right? I don't necessarily consider myself a teacher, but you could see this in anything I put on YouTube as me teaching people, yeah. right? So how do you, how did you personally make that transition from not just doer, creator, maker, but now teacher in addition? Well, I have to give credit to my dear friend, Sharon Delaney McLeod, who also does this work. She started, she and I hosted a show called My Carolina Today together, and that's how we met. And so our careers are very similar. And so she left full-time television and started her own company. And part of what she did was media and presentation trainer. And she invited me to be a part of her company. So I freelanced with her for a number of years. And that's how I got into it. And then grew from there. And did my own presentation and media, presentation and media training work and wrote a book and launched a course. And so it grew when I realized that there was a greater need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that is a great way to end this, in this episode. Thank you so much for Londa for joining me today. I, I definitely learned something and I hope people watching got some value out of this as well. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. <laughs>